Hi, everybody, and welcome to Point of View. I'm Scott Hennon, in for the vacation in Chrisburg tonight. You see me here, actually, you see me here on POV once in a while, but you hear me on AM 1100, the flag at 550 K Fire, KTGO, and the Bakken at KLTC. Appreciate all our good listeners and what's on your mind. Chris, of course, a regular guest of mine there as well, but fun to be in for him tonight on the TV debate night again. What is there now, like uh, 3,256 candidates for the Democratic nomination? I've, I've lost track of the number. So many they can't have them debate all in one night. So uh, the second night of uh, debate night is up. And uh, we'll be uh, previewing uh, that as well as looking back a little bit at the debate earlier. Somehow uh, somebody is of the opinion that this is a battle among the Democrats between moderates and progressives. Far left folks, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure that's, uh, that's, that's the case. I think they're all far left, but we'll, we'll give you some examples of that coming up a little later on in the program. But there are some people, uh, Democratic liberal voices that are a little bit worried about all this. So we're gonna tackle that tonight as well. Uh, you're gonna hear a lot about, uh, and you probably have heard a lot about in the last uh, year or so, criminal justice reform. The Trump administration has made it a major priority. The last legislative session in North Dakota made it a uh, priority. And uh, there's a piece of this that dovetails right into the workforce needs of uh, North Dakota as well. I mean, we. we we need literally as many people as possible uh, seeking gainful employment if we're going to meet our workforce needs in North Dakota. And we're not alone there. Every state's competing for that workforce. So this is a very important issue when I'm uh, you know, following closely on the radio show, and I know Chris is as well here on POV. But uh, trumping all that to me is the topic of second chances, just as a, a neighbor to neighbor thing. I mean, we, we all have somebody in our family that might have made a, a wrong choice along the way. Uh, should they forever uh, have to have that uh, cross? Uh, bared by them and uh, prevent them from having gainful employment so they forever have to have a black mark? Those are the kind of questions we ask when we talk about second chances. And our guest tonight knows a little bit about that. Adam Martin, who is the founder of F5. And uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about this uh, F5 effort and also uh, this uh, conversation tonight on POV. Adam, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Scott. So tell me your story, first of all. This is the first time I think I can say I've, I've interviewed a five-time felon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but I'm interviewing a five-time felon tonight who's up off the mat and helping others say, hey, yeah, you, the past is the past. You made some bad choices. Let's atone for it. Let's clean things up and let's go forward, right? But the, uh, how did you get to be a five-time felon? Uh, you know, at an early age, drugs, alcohol. Um, uh, dad left early, right? Uh, spent a lot of time getting along with people who probably didn't do well in school versus the people who were doing well in school. Uh, so I was slowly skipping practice and skipping school and uh, eventually just turned into that that was the lifestyle that I went and uh, caught my felonies by, you know, before the age of 25 uh, and have probably still to this day dealing with the, the collateral damage of having felonies on my background. How much do you think your upbringing contributed to that? You talked about your dad left early. Mm -hmm. uh, your parents had substance abuse issues as well, right? Well, my dad did. Your dad yeah. did, yeah. Yep. Um, so what, uh, you know, what, what part did that play, you think? You know, I, it's like the, the chicken or the egg, right? Like, did the, the behavior come first and then it respond to it, or did the growing up create that environment for me to become a felon. You know, I know guys who grew up in amazing homes and became felons. I know people who grew up just like I did and became felons. So I don't, I don't think it contributed too much to it, but it definitely didn't help, right? Uh, there was an article that came out recently that, that the majority of the people that are sitting in Cass County Jail have childhood trauma, right? Um, I, do, I do believe that, that it causes, uh, you know, some kind of brain chemistry to, to to go in that direction, you know, what you endured as a kid. Uh, but I don't think it's an absolute, 
You know what I mean? And there are plenty of examples of people who have had a tough childhood that have found a way to stay clean or yeah. s stay, uh, you know, uh, uh, you know, on the right side of the law and, mm -hmm. and have productive. But you often hear, whenever you bring this up, people will say it's parenting. It comes back to parenting. But I don't hear you say that it's all on parenting. No, it's not all on parenting. It's a, I mean, you could say it's on, uh, there's a, you know, back in the, in the early days, we, slavery was around, right? Um, and a lot of the guys that came out of that when it was abolished or whatever came out of it, you know, like it was a big deal for them. Like they became better people because of it, right? The opportunity was there. And so I would say that it's not so much the parenting aspect, but sometimes a lot of, it's not a second chance. It's like a real first chance for people when they get a, when they get the opportunity to have those any like workforce opportunity or housing opportunity it's the first real chance that they've ever had what was your big uh, second chance breakthrough employment that was by hands down uh, I mean I got into uh, I had a community of people that were in recovery and that, that was a very big deal but for like identity purposes like I grew up thinking that I was a felon right before I was even a felon like the you know uh, the community goes to bed at like nine o'clock at night and then another community comes out at night, right? And uh, like drug dealers are always available. Counseling is not always available. Treatment is not always available. Peer supports are not always available, right? So it's like, you know, you go to where there's availability and the people treat you good and treat you nice or whatever. Um, and so, you know, for me, uh, when I got out of the criminal activity and got into a a profession that could use, almost use the same skills, right? Sales and marketing is very, like, it's second nature for me because of where I came from. You were using it for nefarious purposes before. Exactly. But you're using it for, a, for gainful employment. Not to mention, uh, you know, in sales and marketing, uh, you know, rejection's a big thing. If you can handle rejection, somebody yeah. tells you no and you just get up and say, ask the next person, that's a good trait, right? Yeah, Scott, I've been told no my whole life. You know what <laughs> I mean? Uh, and so, I just got, I went out there and my identity was in High Point, who I was working for, and I just started knocking on doors. And I wasn't knocking on doors because I was trying to, you know, at first was like, I'm, I'm Adam Martin. It's like, I'm here as a representative for High Point. And for me, that was like a really big deal. Like inside, you know, knowledge here, I had worked at a different technology company before that. And I had went to the High Point website and I had read their bios, like Tom and Justin and them. And I had, I had copy pasted Justin's uh, bio and did a little bit of edits and used it as my own. Like I was already on the high point flat, like ship before I was even there. Wow. Yeah. And and uh, folks might not know this, but when you went to work there, you not only got the job with that record, mm -hmm. but you, you got a company that basically said, hey, uh, go out and just uh, talk to everybody you need to talk to to kind of get yourself right with everybody and then come back. Didn't even expect you to sell anything the first year, right? Yeah, Tom, I mean, he knew that I had the skills to do the job. I think he there was some the reputation repair that I was going to need to do because um, anybody could sim do a simple Google search and see my entire background and so I got I believe I got my job there because I had the skills and because I was willing to be transparent about who I was and so I just started knocking on doors and I became pretty successful in the next three years and in that first year he's like first years on us just go out there and do you, right? Do uh, get your, re repair your reputation. Second year, 50-50. Third year, you should be, you should be doing well. 
How challenging is it, though, uh, for other people in your shoes to do that, to, to connect with the folks at High Point like you did in your case and say they understood it, go repair your relationships, and, and, then, and then come sell in your two, three, four, whatever. Uh, that's like winning the lotto, isn't it? It was, and a, a big reason for it is because I knew someone who worked there. Right, and they knew that I had experience and what High Point was looking for. Right? So they're vouching for you too. They vouch for me. I know this guy. Yep, he'll work hard, and you did. But on the other hand, High Point got a great employee. You did they work did. hard. Yeah, I, 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 I busted my butt. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, and and probably didn't think about working anywhere else. No, I didn't. And you know, in full reality, like they could have probably paid me half as much. And the fact that I was even at that organization was a game changer for me. So what message do you have for other employers, uh, desperate for employees, mm -hmm. but cautious because of the employees they currently have and or any liability issues of bringing someone in with a record? Yeah, I think that you know the gut is probably the biggest uh, indicator of, of who you should take a chance on. The problem is, is that uh, a lot of people with felony backgrounds can't get to the interview. Right? And so my recommendation to employers is interview more people. Give more chances for the interview and see if that, and, and talk about what have you done since you've been out. Uh, what's, what's your family like now? Are you, are you actively paying your child support? Are you, like, are you putting in the work to change your life? Because if you are, those are the type of people we want at our organizations, is people who make things better after they get there. I know of uh, no employees who have, uh, have made this a mission to say, hey, we're going to help. We're going to give people a second chance that have come to regret it. Mm -hmm. I just think a, a lot of people don't consider it. But the ones that, that actually do it do not regret it. They, they end up with a, with a great employee out of it. And that's part of what your mission is at F5. Tell yes. us a little bit about what you're doing. So at F5, we try to fill in the gaps, right? There's a lot of gaps in the system, both criminal justice system and the treatment systems. Where, you know, by the time they're done at a place, they're just, they, they're just pushed out, right? Uh, the prisons have done a really good job on reentry and in utilizing partners like F5 or other organizations that do what we do, um, but that's about it, right? So, uh, technically, if someone's struggling with substance abuse or they have felony backgrounds, they're going from place to place to place, and they're starting over everywhere that they go, right? And by the time, and eventually, they come to the community. And they got no network, they got no community, and they have to deal with all those barriers uh, that one endures, like the you know checking the box as a felon or trying to get an apartment or whatever. So where F5 comes in is we fill in those gaps and build those relationships before they get out of said institution um, and come stay in our houses that I rent from the private industry um, that they let us utilize to to create that reentry atmosphere. And then you're holding these uh, former prisoners accountable yeah you're, you're you're giving them the counseling you're giving them the tools to succeed yeah we provide peer support and the the game changer is is that it's not just telling them how they should live their life but it, like walking them through how we did it it's a different conversation by the way if you've ever seen a computer um, keyboard and you see the uh, f5 button uh, what, what does that mean when you push F5? It's a, it's a refresh. It's a, a refresh, start over, a restart. Right? Start whatever whatever data is on that screen, if you didn't save it and you hit F5, it all erases. And that's what my goal was, is like, what would it look like if we really meet people with where they're at like they had no background? Yeah, it's pretty amazing. Criminal justice reform is sort of a buzzword right now. What, 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 what is that? <laughs> well, you know, if you're familiar with the war on drugs uh, back in the day, uh, we locked up a lot of drug addicts. The point was to drop up, you know, lock up a lot of drug dealers. Um, and in, but the problem is, is dealers are smart, and they're not the ones that are handling the drugs or doing them. So we, we went from, 
you know, having 300,000 people in, in prison to, you know, having 25% of the world's prison population when we only account for 5% of the world's population, right? And so uh, criminal justice reform is trying to create opportunities for those who have been affected by the justice system. Um, you know, minimum mandatories or locking them up for drug abuse when they should have went to treatment. Um, and so where F5 comes in is we, we're a huge advocates for like criminal record sealing, espungements. Um, we're, you know, trying to get them licensed. Uh, like that's a really big barrier in North Dakota. Like, I don't know if you know this, but we have more suspended drivers in the state of North Dakota per capita than any other state, right? So in other words, you're, you're, you would argue that the, uh, the regulations or the restrictions are too strict here. Yeah, I would say license, like even licensing to like become like a, a counselor or, you know, uh, like to get a license to drive or a CDL or any of those things. Those things are are not available to people with felony backgrounds. So, you know, as of tomorrow, House Bill 1256 goes into effect, and that's the, you know, if you behave for a certain amount of time and you've been convicted of a, a nonviolent felony, you can have that sealed so that the public can't see it. Well, you've earned it. I, in my opinion that... You paid your time. You've, you've paid yep. your debt back to society. Yeah. If we don't have things like that, then I would ask the government or any other agency, what's your definition of debt? Because to me, when you pay your debt back to society, you paid your debt back to that victim, you paid your time, and you put in your, the work, and then, but the felony stays on forever. So I wouldn't say it's an eye for an eye debt. It's almost an eye for a couple arms. You're doing great work. It's very essential uh, on the workforce side of things, but I think also in just the whole, uh, you know, Christian way that mm -hmm. uh, you know so many of us believe in and helping our you know, neighbor and loving our neighbor and doing what we can to help so makes a lot of sense what could people do to help F5 uh, well we are a 501c3 so we're always looking for uh, the support in the community financially um, whenever we open up a new house we obviously need new beds and couches and a lot of those things can be donated um, but a real big one is we're about to uh, implement an entrepreneur curriculum where I believe that there's a thin line between starting up your life and starting a business. And so we'll be uh, looking for business mentors, uh, coaches, HR people to help um, come in and speak while we're going through that curriculum with our folks. Sign me up. I love yeah. it. All right. Thanks, Adam. I appreciate it. What's the website? F5project.org. F5project.org.